welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode 124 of Wellness Your Way. As usual, I'm so excited to have you here. And today I'm experimenting with a change up in the format. You know, being a podcaster is really fun, but kind of strange because you're not talking back to anyone. I have no idea which parts of the podcast you all like and don't like if you would rather have shorter to the point episodes or if you like having different sections of the podcast and There's really no way for me to figure that out except ask you and experiment. And so I'm doing both of those today. In today's episode, I'm only going to do the veggies of the matter, which is that main segment that we spend the most time on. I'm going to cover that today and we have a great one, so get ready. But I'm skipping the Megan Recommends, which is that product recommendation that I do each week. And I'm also skipping the health news you can use, which is me going over a recent study and teaching you how to assess the study and figure out if it's applicable to you. So those are just things that I presume that you might like. But again, I don't know. And as I'm experimenting today, I would really appreciate your feedback. Do you prefer this shorter episode because you can get through it maybe on your walk or your drive? Or do you miss those other segments? Or are you neutral? You don't really care? Um, I would love for you to let me know. I'm going to put a post or a poll up on Instagram stories today when this episode comes out. So you can go ahead and vote over there once you listen to this, or always feel free to shoot me an email. My email is Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at thelionsshare.org, which is T-H-E-L-Y-O-N-S-S-H-A-R-E.org. Or if you get my newsletter, I'll be having one come out tomorrow and you can just hit reply to that and let me know what your preference is. Because let me tell you, this podcasting thing is a labor of love. I do not get paid for the podcast. In fact, I pay a lot of money for the podcast between hosting and editing and the time that I put into it. So I truly do this to help you and I don't want to waste my time if it is if different sections are not what you want to hear. Now, don't worry, the podcast is not going anywhere. This is truly just an experiment to see what works best for you. And if I could even take this one step further, the day this comes out is actually my birthday. So if you would do me the favor on my birthday of giving me some feedback via Instagram or sending me an email or responding to my newsletter tomorrow, I would even more appreciate it. Thank you so much, regardless, for being here with me as a loyal listener to Wellness Your Way. 
I very much appreciate that. And when I see my podcast numbers, reports coming out each week, I don't know who all of you are, that's for sure. But I love that you're here and I love that you're continuing to find value in uh, this podcast. And I am so honored to be bringing you this information. So preview of what we're talking about today. Like I said, we're only doing the veggies of the matter And the veggies of the matter is really about veggies today. We're going to be talking about the benefits of cruciferous vegetables. What even are cruciferous vegetables? Why they are healthy? What makes them healthy? What types of conditions they have been proven effective in combating? And then how to eat more of them and who should not be eating more of them? Let's go ahead and dive in. All right, friends, it's time for the veggies of the matter. And as I told you before, this will be the only segment of today. So let's make it a really good one. Now, if you're not new around the lion's share, you know I'm a proponent of eating more vegetables. And you probably even know that for most people, I'd favor, for example, broccoli or leafy greens over something like corn and potatoes. Although those latter two, they're not quote, bad. I don't think any food is bad. And I definitely eat corn and potatoes here and there, but they're not the bulk of my veggie consumption. But why are some vegetables healthier than others? It all comes down to the different concentrations of nutrients that are in different types of vegetables. And so today I'm going to focus in on cruciferous vegetables, break down some of the health benefits of those, and hopefully inspire you to load up your plate with them. So let's start by talking about what in the world are cruciferous vegetables. There are several. I'm not going to name some of the uh, more obscure varieties, but the ones that most of us have heard of are arugula, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, collard greens, daikon radish, horseradish, kale, kohlrabi, mustard greens, radish, rutabaga, turnip, wasabi, and watercress. I venture to guess you've heard of at least a few of those. And you may notice that they have a slightly bitter taste and they have a unique aroma. And we're going to get to why that is. But these are all members of what's called the brassica family of vegetables. They're known for their rich nutrient quantity quantity and quality. So they have a lot of flavonoids, a lot of fiber, a lot of carotenoids, phytonutrients, minerals, and each one has a slightly different nutrient profile. But in general, they're known to be high in folate, in iron, in manganese, and vitamins A, C, E, and K. Now, the biggest nutritional benefit of cruciferous vegetables is that they have high levels of what are called glucosinolates. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of science, so just brace yourself. It's going to be okay. You're going to learn something that's actually very relevant, So, and it's really a cool fact of nature, so get ready. These glucosinolates are what gives the cruciferous vegetables that bitter taste and that pungent aroma, and these are known to protect our cells from DNA damage. They can inactivate carcinogens, which are cancer-causing things, and they can have anti bacterial and antiviral effects. And one of the most important of these glucosinolates is called glucorophanin, 
glucorophanin. This is in cruciferous vegetables. And what's really cool about nature is that there's another component in cruciferous vegetables called myrosinase. This is an enzyme and it's kept separate from the glucorophanin. So in the broccoli or whatever, there is glucorophanin and there is myrosinase, but they're kept in separate compartments. You can think of it like that. But when those two mix, when those two mix together, the myrosinase and the glucorophanin, glucorophanin, there we go, they create this magical component called sulforaphane. And if you study a lot of nutrition, you might've heard of sulforaphane lately. It's getting a lot of attention for good reason. This is one of the biggest benefits of eating cruciferous vegetables. Now, if we want this sulforaphane, this is the magical component that's created when the glucorophanin and the myrosinase mix, why wouldn't nature just put sulforaphane in there instead of having these two components separated in the plant? Well, nature is very, very smart and knows that sulforaphane is very unstable. So that magical component it doesn't last very long. We need, as humans, to benefit from it. We need to absorb it and use it as soon as it's created, basically. And so if it were created when the broccoli first sprouted, by the time we ate it, it wouldn't still be there. So that's what happens when we chew the broccoli. We have these two separate components. We have the glucorophanin and the myrosinase separate in the broccoli, and then we chew it, we mash them all together and boom, sulforaphane is created at the perfect time, just in time for us to absorb it, which I think is mind-blowing. Nature is so amazing and has created these super healthy and powerful plant foods made exquisitely just for how we need them. Pretty amazing, right? So... What are some of the benefits of this magical sulforaphane? It's not just cool science experiments, but they actually have benefits in our body. And cruciferous vegetables are most frequently studied in relation to cancer. Now, I am going to link a blog post that I wrote for this week that has tons of study links. So if you ever want to read the studies or at least read the abstract or something like that to the studies, you can head on over to that blog post, which is found in the show notes, and you will be able to find all of the studies that I mentioned here. One more time, just scroll down in those show notes and you'll see blog post with a link and just click there and then you'll see all the studies. So um, the cruciferous vegetables and cancer, that's where I was going. They, the cruciferous vegetables have been shown to inhibit cancer cell growth, block cancer cell growth, to block new blood vessel formation in tumors, which is important because then they can't get more nutrients to grow, and even contribute to cancer cell death. And this is in large part thanks to the sulforaphane, which is that magical component created when we chew it. And many studies even show that in people who already have cancer, intake of cruciferous vegetables links to better survival. There's a good study on bladder cancer survival increasing with consumption of cruciferous vegetables and lung cancer. Both of those are linked in the blog post. There's even a study showing that high sulforaphane intake stopped the growth of cancer cells in one of the most aggressive cancers, which is glioblastoma. So high amounts of this sulforaphane stopped the growth of that cancer. There have been other cancers studied with regard to cruciferous vegetables like prostate cancer, 
breast cancer, other estrogen-based cancers, because there's a component in cruciferous vegetables called DIM, D-I-M, and this helps shift estrogen metabolism to a healthier format. Okay, so cancer prevention and stopping the growth of cancer is one major benefit. Now, just to be very clear, you'll hear the medical disclaimer at the end of every podcast, but I'm very much not suggesting that if you have cancer, that you just eat broccoli once a day and you will be fine. Absolutely not. This is not to replace any medical advice that you have been given. This is to be used in conjunction with whatever strategies you are going through because food and nutrition and nature is incredibly powerful, but I cannot and will not and don't give medical advice via a podcast. That is for sure. So let's go on to the next benefit. Cruciferous vegetables are also anti-inflammatory and inflammation we know is at the root of almost every chronic condition from metabolic syndrome to arthritis, to heart disease, to neurodegenerative conditions. So much more is caused by inflammation, at least in part. So if you want to reduce inflammation, cruciferous vegetables are very helpful. There's one study that's also linked in the blog post that showed up to 25% decrease in inflammation in women who ate the most cruciferous vegetables. That's pretty amazing. There are many other health benefits of cruciferous vegetables. Just a few I'm going to cover here. One is brain health and memory. There was a Brigham and Women's Hospital study showing that those who ate the most cruciferous vegetables and leafy greens in particular, which is a subclass of cruciferous vegetables, they had the lowest rate of cognitive decline. Amazing. Digestion as well can be helped by cruciferous vegetables. The high fiber content in these vegetables increases the diversity of your microbiome, which is a really good thing. And it can contribute to better gut health, which as we know is linked to like all health, immune health, mood, long-term health, all of that. And they can keep you regular, although we're going to talk about cruciferous vegetables and gas and digestive discomfort in just a moment. Next benefit is for blood sugar, whether you have type 2 diabetes or not, sulforaphane and fiber both have separate impacts, positive impacts on your blood sugar. And then heart health, finally, there's a study that showed that the people who ate the most cruciferous vegetables had a 31% lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease versus those who ate the least. Again, pretty amazing. So we know there are so many benefits from cancer to digestion to inflammation, brain health, blood sugar, heart health, all of this kind of stuff. How in the world do we eat them? I honestly believe that the answer is just to experiment, just to find what you like and eat more of that, which will adjust your taste buds so you can accommodate some of these other foods. Cauliflower, for example, is probably the least taste. Uh, how do I say this? It has the least taste, like it tastes like nothing more than any of these other vegetables. So that's a great place for people to start. Throwing cauliflower in smoothies, it frozen rice cauliflower in smoothies is delicious. No one tells me they don't like that. And it's a great way to accustom your taste buds to some of these cruciferous vegetables and to get in more of the benefit. So throw them in smoothies. 
I'm going to link again in the blog post, which you can find in the show notes, to several recipes that you can see on Instagram that I've created recently with cruciferous vegetables. So the breakfast casserole that I make at least once a month, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that a lot. That has broccoli slaw and cauliflower rice. So I get both of those in the breakfast casserole. A couple of weeks ago, I made a rosemary breakfast hash, which I love that has kale in it. I really like cabbage salad. So like Asian flavor dressings on cabbage salads, or I make a great tahini dressing on cabbage salad, but cabbage salads are so crunchy and satisfying and you can make great toppings on them. So that's probably the most frequent way I get in, in cabbage. I also like roasted red cabbage. That's really great. And roasted broccoli and cauliflower in general are always a favorite. People love roasted vegetables, myself included, more than many other preparations. So try that. Or air fried broccoli and cauliflower are great. Um, Arugula is not always my first choice in a salad, I'll be honest, but I do love including it for the health benefits. So I like to put some fun toppings on my arugula salad. Last week, I made uh, an arugula salad with air fried paleo chicken tenders, which was great. It had some green bean fries on there, which are just roasted green beans and some roasted potatoes as well. Told you I eat potatoes. Um, and that salad was really delicious. So the point here is just experiment. I mean, to put in a, a plug, a shameless plug for my Revitalized Health Accelerator, which you hear about every week. We exchange recipe ideas. We exchange food ideas in there all the time. It is such, I mean, if you're looking for resources and you're looking for my attention and you're looking for community support and you're looking for an entire program to revolutionize your health, you truly cannot find a better option than Revitalize. So I would love always to talk to you about Revitalize and welcome you into the program. And there will be a link in the show notes for that as well. But before we close, let's talk about who should not eat more cruciferous vegetables. The first category would be if you are on warfarin or coumadin or another blood thinner, you probably, hopefully, have been told to mitigate your consumption of vitamin K, which is high in cruciferous vegetables. Now, this doesn't mean you can't eat it eat vitamin K. It just means you need to work with your prescribing physician or whoever is working with you on getting in a stable dosage of that, of cruciferous vegetables and adjusting your medication according to that dosage. So in that case, don't add a bunch of them right now. If you're on one of those medications, go talk to your provider and then develop a plan. Second is digestion. So a lot of people know that cruciferous vegetables can make them gassy. And to be the bearer of good or bad news, I don't know. Humans produce gas. That is okay. It's normal. It's not. There's zero human in the world who doesn't produce gas, so that's okay. But if they're causing you an excessive amount of gas and you feel bloated and uncomfortable and all of that kind of stuff, that's not normal. And in this case, either you haven't been eating a lot of vegetables for a long time, so your body just has to get used to it, honestly. You have to spur the enzyme production. You have to get used to the fiber. You have to basically like train your digestive system to eat a lot of vegetables. So in that case, start slowly. Start with maybe one serving a day. Chew very well. That's important for your digestion. And then ease your way in. 
If you have been eating vegetables for a long time and they still cause you issues, you may lack in digestive enzyme capacity, which is common, or you may have a bacterial imbalance like SIBO or something like that, which honestly we would have to confirm working together one-to-one or via testing or something like that. Again, I can't say that this is the case in the podcast, but it might be something for you to look into. And then finally, one more caution is that if you have an imbalanced thyroid, too many raw cruciferous vegetables can be goitrogenic. So this means basically they can disrupt thyroid hormone production. Now, an easy way to get around this is to cook them. And I don't know who really likes raw Brussels sprouts anyway. Sounds kind of gross to me. But kale, raw kale salads are common and, and raw arugula and all of those things. So if you do have known thyroid issues, I would recommend moderating your intake of raw cruciferous vegetables and getting most of them that you consume cooked. One kale salad here and there isn't going to be the end of the world, but definitely moderate those if you have thyroid issues. All right. So we finished. As you know, this is the only segment for today. So I'll put your call to action in here. I bet you can guess what it is. It's twofold though. One is to eat at least one cruciferous vegetable in the next 48 hours. Your body will thank you unless you have one of those things that I mentioned at the end. And number two is please let me know. Did you like this shorter format? Do you miss the Megan recommends and health news you can use? Or are you good with this shorter format? Regardless, my friends, I hope you have the best day and week ahead. Thank you again for coming back to Wellness Your Way. I can't wait to be with you next week. Well, hey there, friend. I want to thank you so much for coming back to Wellness Your Way week after week. I am truly so glad that you love learning about your health and that you're taking action on your own health. I love that about podcasting. You know the only thing I don't love about podcasting? It's that you can't talk back to me. You can't ask me clarifying questions about how to apply an idea to your life. I can't get to know you and help you stay accountable to your goals by seeing you week after week and developing a relationship with you. And that's why I developed Revitalize. It's the perfect combination of one-to-one accountability, the support of a really positive community, and a self-based learning platform. It's the perfect next step for you. If you've already been applying what you've learned from Wellness Your Way and you just want to go a step further, come join us. You can visit www.thelionsshare.org revitalize for more information and to see some of the hundreds of testimonials we've received. That link is always down there in the show notes, so feel free to scroll on down and check it out. You have nothing to lose and years of health and happiness to gain. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week.
The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the Lion Share website.